Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Profit Fantasy Football Show. Everything NFL and fantasy football related all season long. With your hosts, Calvin Wright and JT Runke. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Profit Fantasy Football Show. Week 9 is here. My co-host JT Runke and I, we're here to walk you through some of our Week 9 starts and sits. Help you navigate one of the ugliest weeks of football that we've seen all year. Uh, what do you have to say about some of these matchups this week? I mean, the quarterback scene is gross. Yeah, I mean, when you have um, Jaron Hall starting this week, you have Taylor Heineke making an appearance once again. Um, I'll even throw Daniel Jones in there because I think Daniel <laughs> Jones is not a better quarterback option right now for the Giants uh, against the uh, versus Tyrod Taylor, who will be out this week. But um, yeah, Clayton Toon might be playing. Aiden O'Connell might be playing. It is rough sledding right now um so if you have a quarterback in fantasy congratulations but for the like maybe five percent of you that uh were taking a chance on like a jordan love or or someone like that and now uh are seeking elsewhere i wish you good luck (laughs) this week in trying to find a quarterback option yeah you forgot tyson badgenet is oh tyson badgen i I also forgot about him yes gardner Minshew, another backup um yeah it's just rough and then we got early on it was like oh zach wilson starting that's bad now zach wilson's one of the best quarterbacks left um unfortunately himself (laughs) (laughs) um yeah we've got really coming up with my starts was a lot harder than my sits i i was texting you basically for sits we can do the Minnesota Vikings just entirely, the Cardinals entirely. There, we could just do teams mm-hmm. that you can't trust anyone, but we're going to go a little more into detail for you. Starting it off with the starts, always want to start with the good news. I'll go first with a running back that I don't think is getting the respect he deserves, and that is Kareem Hunt. Look, only started in 54% of leagues, but he has three straight games scoring double-digit fantasy points. The snap share has not been incredible, 37, 25, 35%, but 16 fantasy points, 15 fantasy points, 13. Now they are facing the Arizona Cardinals, the second-worst defense in terms of stopping the run game. Uh, adjusted Schedule-adjusted, now, Denver is no longer the worst. They they really gave up that one massive game, but the Arizona Cardinals and Carolina, those are the two matchups that running backs have really recently been able to capitalize. And I think Kareem Hunt, this team is invested in getting him into the end zone. I mean, 
four touchdowns in the last three weeks. And I think Kareem Hunt is a really solid start in a fantastic matchup, especially if you're missing players due to buy. I really like Kareem Hunt. I'm starting him with confidence. It might look gross, but I think you're going to get probably about 15 points from him. And for a guy you picked off, picked up off the waivers, that that's that's all you can ask for. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think that definitely considering he is a waiver wire addition, uh, Kareem Hunt is a nice little RB2 option going forward for this team. Um, obviously, quarterback play definitely factors into that. Um, it doesn't sound like Deshaun Watson will once again go this week, so it'll be P.J. Walker. And uh, when P.J. Walker goes, Kareem Hunt seems to, to be a big fa- time factor in those matchups, so I like the play there. With my first start of the week here, um, going with another running back here, I'm going with Joe Mixon against the Buffalo Bills Ooh. on Sunday night football. He ran for 87 yards and a touchdown last week against the uh, – San Francisco 49ers, which is a tough, tough um, running defense. So it's good to see that the the Bengals offensive line kind of putting it together. Finally, now they go up against a Bills team that is allowed 4.8 yards per carry, which ranks third highest in the league. Um, I'm expecting the the Bengals to get out um, and start controlling the game early by running the ball to Joe Mixon as well as mixing him into the passing game. So especially in a matchup that could be super high scoring, I'm rolling with Joe Mixon this week. On the other side, you like Leonard Fournette this week? <laughs> I, I don't think I could trust Leonard Fournette yet. Um, I, it does It does bring into question like James Cook's value now that Leonard Fournette is there. I think that I don't think his value is totally diminished, but he definitely serves the role that Damian Harris served. Uh, maybe even a little better. Like he's a little more versatile than I think Damian Harris is. So could it eat into James Cook's fantasy value potentially, but that's yet to be seen. Yeah. It's frustrating because we are seeing these smaller, fast running backs have success everywhere. Now in the NFL, Devon Achan, uh, Jameer Gibbs, Travis Etienne. Yeah, but the Buffalo Bills, they have one, and they still are, are so, so much wanting to have a really big, slow running back on the goal line. And it hasn't worked well, but it's just it's just very frustrating if you if you drafted James Cook hoping for that breakout. But I'm going to give uh, another start this week, and that's Zach Moss. I talked about just a second ago, Carolina is the worst rush defense recently to the for running backs, or the best matchup allowing 29 fancy points a game. And I think this is a game you can start both Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss, and you're going to get really good numbers out of both of them if Taylor is healthy. Zach Moss is continuing to see a solid workload. He's been efficient. He's been finding the end zone. And uh, additionally, Jonathan Taylor, yes, his workload hasn't been massive last week, uh, only I think 12 carries, but he saw 98 yards. Both these running backs have looked fantastic this season. Now they get Carolina, a horrible run defense, but also a bad offense. So I think the game plan for Indianapolis will just be to run the ball down the throat of a bad rush defense with both Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss. Jonathan Taylor, I'm looking at it right now. Um, I'm not sure what the latest injury news is, but he's only started in 27% of leagues. People are disappointed. I was pretty sure they were expecting him to play. And then Zach Moss only started in 45% of leagues. So people just seem scared of this backfield. 
But I think this week it's a gold mine, and I like both of them. Yeah, I like the matchup this week. It, it, that's very interesting considering that on some platforms, Zach Moss is like the running back four on the year. Like not playing both of these guys um, is if you're not playing these guys, what are you doing? You're overthinking right? it. You're like, overthinking yeah, it. It's and that's kind of what we've preached the past couple of weeks is that, yes, the disappointment is there because it is going to be a back by committee um, for the rest of the season going forward. However, like, they're still good options. Like they're still both Mm going to get the volume there. And so like, is Jonathan Taylor like a top five running back in fantasy? No. Is he a decent RB two option for the rest of the season? Is Zach Moss also an RB two option for the rest of the season? Yes. They both um, can coexist like that. That is something that they can do. And against Carolina, I think both of them have that potential to rip off a a big play, a big score, which could really help you win your week. So it's not exactly about, oh, I think Zach Moss is the most talented guy in the world. It's he's going against Carolina and he's getting work. Uh, I like any running back with a pulse going against Carolina right now. Yeah, I um, I moving on to mine here, I think that. The guy I'm about to say is maybe the the best like must start play this week, as in I think he has a week winning potential, um, and that's Josh Jacobs for the Las Vegas Raiders going up against a New York Giants team that um, traded away uh, a big piece on their their front seven there. But Josh Jacobs has had an up and down season, but he's coming off a 16 point fantasy performance last week. Uh, now he gets the New York Giants and is uh, is getting a quarterback change as well. Jimmy Garoppolo has been benched for Aiden O'Connell, who some folks in, in Las Vegas um, came out and said that he is the best quarterback option for the <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders. So um, do with that what you will. However, last time Aiden O'Connell was in uh, the game, he targeted Josh Jacobs 11 times in this game, like when he started and now he comes back in and he plays a New York Giants team that probably will still get to the passer. Like I think Josh Jacobs is an absolute must start this week. And also like maybe a buy low candidate. Like if you can get him for, for less than, than the value of Josh Jacobs this week, like he is a must start in all leagues. If I, if, if you have him, I, I'm making sure that he's locked into my lineups. See, this is interesting because he was one of my sits. So really? we're gonna have to do some sort of some sort of bet on this. Yeah, um, I I'm gonna be honest. I'm worried about the offense as a whole. The Giants, for me, what I, I was worried about is they haven't been giving up a lot of points over the past three weeks: fourteen points, seven points, and thirteen points. And I don't think we're gonna see a lot of touchdown opportunity or a lot of red zone opportunities. But I I do agree if he can see that eleven targets. From McConnell, that makes him yeah a, a smash play. Yeah, but if the game goes a different way, that's where I'm scared. So I think there's risk, but I I agree. When O'Connell was playing, that was his 27 point game. Mm-hmm. So I I'm very interested to see how it turns out, how that offense goes this week. That is a game that I will be watching closely, even though it'll probably be horrible. But <laughs> we got we got to have some sort of some sort of something on that line because yeah, it'll be fun. Um, do you think that Josh Jacobs, I don't know. He looks, he looks worse than he did last year. Do you think that part of that is he, he was doing the holdout and he wasn't involved in training camp or do you think it's the line and the offense as a whole? 
I think it's more the offensive whole as a whole. I also think that, I mean, they did give him 400 carries last year. So like <laughs> the, the, the tread on the tires is being worn down significantly. I'm interested to see Josh Jacobs and where he is in the future. But like, I think he still is like in, in prime Josh Jacobs. But I think we're starting to see the end of Josh Jacobs prime. Yeah, I, I hope for everyone on that team that they can get traded out of there. <laughs> everyone. Well, Josh, well, like Josh Jacobs, he only has to, he can, he can sign wherever he wants next season. Like he, he is, unless they are to franchise tag him again, which would be a tough scene. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got, this one's a little gross feeling, um, but it's Logan Thomas at tight end. He has been pretty inconsistent. I mean, over his whole career, he's he's done kind of what he's doing right now. But with it's Curtis Samuel injured, who's been seeing a lot of volume, and now every good defender on the Washington defense being traded away, I think that the volume will be will be bountiful for Logan Thomas uh, this week. He saw eight targets last week, six a week before that. And with tight ends, unless you've got one of one of the big ones like, like Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey or Taysom Hill, of course. Um, <laughs> You you really have to be looking at volume because they all are could good could find the end zone. None of them are going to rack up a ton of yardage. So if you were looking at the volume and you see a tight end who's getting on average the last two weeks seven targets a game, that's what I want against a beatable New England matchup. Um, I think that he's about as safe as it gets if you're streaming a tight end. Only starting forty five percent of leagues, he's one of my favorite tight ends this week. If I'm being honest, I'm not expecting twenty points. But I think he's very safe uh, given the volume that this offense throws. And I, I kind of like uh, Dotson as well. He's heating up. So I'm not, I'm not ready to, to get hurt again, singing the praise of Jahan Dotson, making him start. But the pass catchers in this offense against New England with no one on defense anymore, I think the volume will be enough that all of them can succeed in PPR leagues. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. Logan Thomas has, has been a bright spot. I don't think he's a top five tight end option, but if you do were able to pick him up off waivers, he is, I think, a top 10 tight end going forward. So yeah, I, I think he is a good start this week. I'll move over to my must-start tight end this week, and I'm going back to the Sunday night matchup between the Bengals and the Bills. I'm going with Dalton Kincaid for the Bills as a must-start tight end this week. He's coming off two performances now where he's had 15 fantasy points or more in those games. Now he faces a Bengals team that absolutely got torched by George Kittle last week. Um, this Bengals secondary has been really good, but if there's one spot where they are weak, it's in the linebacking core. And I'm expecting Dalton Kincaid to continue his rise to fantasy stardom this week um, by being able to do what George Kittle did and kind of slice and dice on his route running ability that he was highly touted for in the draft. And now you're seeing that come to fruition. Dalton Kincaid, I think, is going to have a massive day and be a big part of this Bills game plan this week. I did not realize how old he was. He's he's a, he's a little older. He he's a he's he's up there. You know, he's not a he's, older he's than not Kyle a, Pitts. He's, he's twenty four. Yeah, he's not a spring chicken. He's not like it's twenty one or anything like that. But he's been yeah. he, he played uh, most of his years of college. You know, didn't didn't uh, elect to come out early. But we're starting to see why he was such a highly touted draft pick uh, coming into the season. Was he some sort of? 
I, I don't really know his his college story. Was he some sort of COVID thing where he got to play extra years? Because I'm looking at 24 years old as a rookie is it's just wild. Yeah, it's like Stetson I mean, Bennett. Hey, it, it it is getting up there to Stetson Bennett levels. I I mean I, I would say like I, I would say like 24 is probably the cutoff where you can be like ooh I now 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 we're talking a little older. But like for a skill position guy, I I think that that's like the cutoff there. I think Will Levis is also 24 making his yeah, second debut transferred. last night. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, how did you feel about that? By the way, I felt honestly fine with it. I think okay. the offensive coordination of that game was more to do with how they lost than will Levis. Um, I think even though they lost from what I'm hearing, the, the spirits are high in it. It feels like, um, fans around here at least believe that they have something in Will Levis, which is good. So, yeah, he uh, you you worry just Traylon Burks injured again. I I don't know about the weapons there, but as long as he's starting, holy smokes, Hopkins is going to be yes. fantastic. Yes, um, Terry McLaurin's another. He's twenty eight, just came into the the NFL old. But I'll I'll go my next start. These get progressively grosser. <laughs> so this one you're going to have to. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's Chuba Hubbard. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I Miles Sanders has been a big time disappointment. Still coming back from the injury last week, he had two carries. Uh, Chuba Hubbard has statistically this season been better than Miles Sanders, and I think against Indianapolis, I think both of the offenses are really going to focus on running the ball. Um, I I don't think either offense is really going to be confident in their their passing attack. Carolina a little less so, but it's a beatable matchup on the ground. Indianapolis, the fourth best matchups for running backs. And I think that if Chuba Hubbard sees the bulk of the workload, I mean, last week, 15 carries, the week before that, 19. It depends a lot on how healthy Miles Sanders is. But if they've kind of shifted to Chuba being the 1A, I think that you can start him and be happy with the production against Indianapolis. I wouldn't be shocked at all if he found the end zone in this sort of game. I would be shocked if he he saw 16 carries for you know 60 yards and touchdown, which only starting 23% of leagues, if you can get 12 to 15 points from running back off the waivers, I really like it. Um, so Chuba Hubbard is someone that I'm trying to pick up if he's still available, and I would actually start over over several running backs who have now lost their quarterbacks. Uh, I think that this offense, they, they kind of changed the play call after the bye week. They gave those uh, that task to a different person, and the offense did shift. It looked a little bit better, and I think Hubbard can have a decent game uh, in, in Week 9 against a beatable Indianapolis front. Yeah, I'm with you on that It's one. gross, though. Yeah, no, it, it is gross, and that feels like it's more a flyer if you're in desperate need of help. Like, definitely think or that... DFS, maybe. Yeah, DFS play could be... Uh, one of those like that. I'll throw out one of my um, plays this week that if you're in, if you need a pinch and you're looking for a streaming option, I think Rasheed Rice could continue to to kind of mm. have a fantasy emergence this week against the Miami Dolphins. Look, it's going to be a high scoring affair. Like there's there's no doubt about it in my mind. These are two like defenses that. Um, are, are allowing points to be scored on them. And then you have two of the most prolific offenses in, in the league. And, and if you don't think that um, Andy Reed is going to pull out every single offensive stop this week, every trick in his bag, um, like, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like 
they, they are going to have to find a way to keep pace with the Miami Dolphins. And I think Rasheed Rice is going to be a big part of that. He's had a couple of good performances now last week, barely missing out on a double-digit fantasy performance. But um, I, I think he is slowly emerging as the wide receiver one in, in, in his top target on the outside that's not named Travis Kelsey. Um, so yeah, and, and this even though this Dolphins team got back Jalen Ramsey, I still don't believe that that this group is is elite I, I think they still can be beat so yeah I think Rasheed Rice is definitely a good play if you're looking for a flex streaming option with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice quick strategic thinking is crucial and with obstacles consistently impending determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets Marines apart with our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm going to give one more start, and this one isn't as gross, but it's also a buy low. Uh, you like Joe Mixon a lot. I think the buy low window for T. Higgins closes officially Sunday night. Uh, Buffalo since losing all their defenders, their secondary has been been beatable for pass catchers. It was really week four when they lost some key pieces and week five continued, but 31 points allowed, 38 points, 22, 26, 31. That, though the points to the wide receivers, it started off a really bad matchup for, for, your, uh, for your wide receivers and quarterbacks. Recently, though, it's been a lot, a lot better. So I like T. Higgins a lot, and I like Jamar Chase, of course, but he's, he's, I think he's going to be finally fully healthy coming off the bye and then San Francisco. I think against a very beatable Buffalo secondary, T. Higgins has, has the first game in a long time where you're truly happy with the production. We saw last week in San Francisco, Joe Burrow, 100% healthy. This offense is rolling, and I think T. Higgins is still a big part of this offense. It just hasn't translated to fantasy production yet, but I think this week is the week it happens and I'm buying low on T. Higgins. He's a, a fantastic wide receiver. The talent is proven. The offense is great. That is proven. It, it's going to happen sooner or later. Buffalo-Houston coming up on the matchups. I like T. Higgins a lot. I'm trying to trade for him everywhere right now. Yeah, uh, But you see 79% started. Uh, this is a guy that was drafted early. People have lost confidence. That started percentage, that means that the, the T. Higgins owner, there's a good chance... He does not feel confident. He's a little frustrated. So you might be able to get him cheap. Yeah. As someone who owns uh, T Higgins and a bunch of my leagues, like I, I agree, like I I'm not, I'm trying to hold on to him because I do think he's in for, for a week where he just goes nuclear. Um, I think that T Higgins last week, he didn't see the, the same amount of targets, but before he got hurt, he was averaging nine and a half targets a game mm -hmm. with a hurt Joe Burrow. Now, you see that kind of come back down to earth because Joe Burrow is able to kind of put the ball downfield, but still getting around six to seven targets a game for, for if you're getting six to seven targets a game in this Bengals offense, like you are bound to have some good fantasy success. So I'm with you on that one. And then I'll, I'll do one more start here as well. I'm starting Zay Flowers this week against the Seahawks. Over, even though he's coming off a, a pretty poor fantasy performance, only 6.9 fantasy points last week against the Cardinals, um, he saw seven targets and he has 32 targets in his last four games. So, like, he's being hyper targeted by um, 
Lamar Jackson, and now he goes up against a Seahawks team that has given up the second most points to receivers lined up in the slot. So like slot receivers are been able to absolutely feast against this Seattle Seahawks defense. And I'm expecting that to continue because I really do think that Baltimore might be able to just absolutely stomp the Seattle Seahawks this week at home. So Zay Flowers, I think you keep him in your lineups. I think you stay confident with him. Let me ask you a few star questions involving Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers or Devontae Smith? Hmm. I'm going to go Zay Flowers. Okay. Zay Flowers or Terry McLaurin? <sighs> Terry has been on fire, man. Like, that that one is tough. Like, I think I'm going to ride with Terry there still. Okay. Like, okay. That, that's very close. Like, I think both are very close to being, like, must-starts. Zay Flowers or the guy we just talked about, are you taking the gamble on T. Higgins? I think I'm going to go T. Higgins this week. I I just think T. Higgins is is due for a get-right game. All right. One last Zay Flowers (laughs) or uh, Garrett Wilson. Ooh. Wide receiver purgatory. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Zay Flowers just because of the quarterback matchup. I, I think Garrett Wilson has a nice matchup. I just worry about... Like Zach Mr. Wilson could, would, could come back down to earth at any point, right? Like the, yeah. and they're going up against the Los Angeles team that isn't good against the run. I could totally see this just be a total Brees Hall game. It's also going to be played in New York, ugly, cold weather wise. Like I, I just yeah. concerns me a little. So I think I'm going to go Zay Flowers. Let's let's hope everyone bought low on Brees Hall. We talked yeah, about right? that back in like September of don't draft Brees Hall buy low around week six, seven. That, that worked out well, if you remembered. Um, I'm going to do a sit now, and that is someone who should have been sitting a long time ago, but Damian Pierce. The backfield, look, he's he, he has not been efficient this year, so you're hoping for touchdowns and volume. The touchdowns have not been there. And at this point, coming back from the bye, Devin Singletary is stealing a lot of the volume. 13 carries, 12 carries, back down from when he was you know getting 25 carries a game last year. So... Damian Pierce becomes a really, really ugly fantasy asset. Uh, It's also not a great matchup against Tampa Bay. I don't think that there are many running backs I would start Damian Pierce over this week. Yeah, I would agree with you. However, um, if there is one that I might start him over, it's any running back in the Minnesota Vikings offense. So like that is segueing into my sit of the week here for, for running backs, Alexander Madison and Cam Akers, I think are must sits this week. Um, it's been tough if you're an Alexander Madison owner or Cam Akers owner, you've been more happy with Cam Akers production because he somehow has finally started getting the goal line touches here (laughs) in in this offense. But now you have Jaron Hall going up against a Atlanta Falcons defense that did lose Grady Jarrett. However, um, it still is a tough run defense and Minnesota just does not know how to run the ball. Um, I'm expecting an ugly matchup and I expect that Jaron Hall is going to have to throw. There's not going to be that security blanket of getting the run game going. So yeah, Minnesota Vikings running backs this week, I think are, are a sit. Surprise, surprise. One of my sits is Jordan Addison. It has nothing to do with the player itself. It has to do with the quarterback situation. Uh, look, I, I think Addison will be fine in the future with Dobbs there. Dobbs has shown that he can support fantasy uh, assets. But I don't think Jaron Hall can uh, call me crazy. But I think that this week, Jer- uh, Jordan Addison 
doesn't see the production. And a big part of that is when when Addison has been good the past you know, four or five weeks, the, he's scored every week at least once. One touchdown, one touchdown, two touchdowns, one touchdown. I think he might see the same amount of targets this week, you know, eight, nine targets. Maybe, maybe, probably not, but maybe he gets the yardage, but he's not going to see a touchdown this week. I would not be shocked if Minnesota doesn't get into the red zone this week. That would not shock me. So you would really just be hoping for some broken play where Addison rips it off and and scores. But Atlanta, I mean, their coverage was bad against the Titans, but I think that this game will go differently. I think that this is... This is Arthur Smith's, you know, fantasy where he can just run the ball 50 times for three yards of carry and win. And I think that hey man, it's going to so be a gross game offense. carries for B. John Robinson for 150 yards. Are you happy with no, that? No, because you're forgetting the 10 to, you're oh, forgetting yes. the 10 to okay. Cordero Patterson and the, the 15 to Tyler Algier. Okay. Yeah, that's so fair. And then Taylor Heineke is due to run a couple times as well, probably on design runs. So. Yeah, and, and I wouldn't be shocked if they, they line up John o. Smith in the backfield this week. They seem to really <laughs> like him. Did you see that that trick play they tried? Yes, I John- did. <laughs> that sums up the uh, the Arthur Smith experience. I also, okay, he is he the most dislikable coach right now, just in terms of how he talks to media? In fantasy, yes, like, it, 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 it's very apparent like how much he talks about it that he hates fantasy football and wants people to hate, know that he hates fantasy football is he the most hated coach i think that would still go to recently fired josh mcdaniels yeah. <laughs> but like he's up there right you know he, it bugs me because he'll answer questions and assume they're about fantasy when they're not it's like why don't you throw the ball to kyle pitts he's like well i don't care about your fantasy team it's like well you're not winning um yeah. <laughs> and there was there was a few weeks ago they asked about potentially starting Heineke and he said like anyone who who doesn't think Ritter is the starter is like a, a member of toxic group thing. Yeah, right. And then a couple of weeks later, I guess he's part of the toxic group thing now. Yeah, I I don't like Arthur Smith. I <laughs> get, thought get I did. Him. I thought it was get I him. thought he was going to replicate yeah. the Derrick Henry offense and he's done it but like a Frankensteinian way. <laughs> yeah. That's a good way to say it. Yeah. It's uh it's pieces of old right it, it's it, don't make don't make the titans offense with new better pieces just use old pieces <laughs> that were part of that offense and that is johnny yeah. smith so uh, i think that's that's really his plan there johnny smith gosh uh do you have any more besides just like whole teams yeah i mean I, I would say that uh a wide receiver this week that is a must sit is Tyler Lockett against the Ravens. Look, I I personally think that this Baltimore Ravens team is the best team in the league right now. They got their defense healthy. They're, they're looking really, really good. And I think that it's going to be, uh, you you might be riding the high of a Tyler Lockett week last week, but um, it's, it's one of those things, right? Where if Tyler Lockett has a good week, he's going to follow it up with a disappointing performance. And I think it's tough to see fantasy relevance against this Ravens team um dk metcalf is back to being fully healthy and i think that they're going to be down so they're going to be throwing the ball but the emergence of jsn the the um the emergence of even jake bobo on that team in in, in designed looks and then having dk metcalf be the deep guy like i think tyler lockett his time is running out as a as a viable fantasy wide receiver too and i don't think that this week is a good matchup for him 
I agree with that. Although he probably will still somehow outperform his ADP. Yeah, right. Sure <laughs> um, I've got two more Puka Nakua and Henderson. This is if Matthew Stafford is not starting, and it's Brett Ripien. Right, ripen. I think it's ripen. I think it's ripen. Ripen. Okay. Um. Yeah. It, well, either way, it's not going to be good. This game, I think this. So the the Giants. Uh, it was Giants Jets game was like one of the worst games of all time with all the punts. I think we could beat it this week. We've got potential, and one of that potential worst games is uh, the Rams with no Stafford versus the Green Bay Packers. That could be so ugly, and if it is no Stafford at quarterback, you can't start Puka this week. You can still start Cup. It will be gross. And then Daryl Henderson, he, he hasn't he hasn't been good. Um, he's gotten the mo- most of the work, but he has not been good. He's been very inefficient, and with the offense being much worse, there won't be goal line opportunities. And if there is a goal line opportunity at this point, it'll probably go to Royce Freeman. Who's been out playing him on his, his limited role. So I think that Henderson is going to be terrible this week. And I think Puka will be unstartable because I don't think there'll be enough good volume to go around, but I'm watching this game to see if it turns out to be one of the all time worst games. I, I do think we have potential to beat the punt record this week between Atlanta and Minnesota, between Arizona and Cleveland, Rams and Green Bay, Washington, New England could like do the, it. Like the most punts in, in yeah, a week yeah. ever. Giants and Vegas. That's yeah, a, I think we got to find a I book to put week. that on. Can we put that like on a sports book or something? Like I need the I need an over under on punts. This punts week. for the the total week. I can't remember. Like just looking at the we talked about looking at trying to find starts and sits. Every game you look at, you're just like ugh. Yeah, I mean, there won't be a touchdown like, in that like, game. Like we, like we, th- like we talked about. Like uh, my final sits here: do not sit, do not uh, start uh, Marquise Brown or Amari DiMarcado, um, or even I know he's been really good, but Trey McBride as well might be might be disappointing this week for a couple reasons. I think Clayton. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think Kyler Murray is going to go this week from what I'm hearing. I think it's going to be Clayton Toon against the best defense this season in Cleveland. Like Amari DiMarcado is just waiting to have like a, a Josh Jacobs-esque like four rush, rushes for negative one yards performance. It feels like um, Marquise Brown is going up against the, the secondary that has allowed the uh, second fewest points um, to perimeter receivers in in that Cleveland defense um, and then Trey McBride, like the, 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 this team has just been locked down on defense. And I think you get Clayton tune in there. Um, it's going to be tough for, for this Arizona team to get any offense going. So I think they're all must sits this week. Yeah. But start your Browns defense. Holy yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, this week I had to stream a quarterback. That was, that was tough. Um, streaming a defense this week about as easy as it gets. Yes. Um, there, there are going to be a lot of interceptions and a lot of sacks. This is an, I want to ask you about a player, actually, because he was on the waivers. He's who I picked up. But Dak Prescott, people seem to be pretty out on him, despite two straight really great fantasy games. Do you think against Philadelphia, I, I, I mean, obviously I'm starting him over the other guys on the waivers, but do you think Dak Prescott continues to really produce at a high level and, and continue to feed C.D. Lamb? 
Yeah, and and I, if so, do you think Pollard gets back on track this week? I think so. Look, I, I'm not scared of this Eagles defense whatsoever right now, um, especially like with their new acquisition and Kevin Byard is not playing particular well, taking him some time to acclimate to um, this new uh, kind of secondary or not secondary. Yeah, the new secondary that he's playing in. Um, his play has not been great, but Dak Prescott the last three weeks has led the league in EPA per play. Like he, like, I feel like this is the time of year to play Dak Prescott and then kind of either sell him or get a different quarterback because we're, we're entering the Dak Prescott honeymoon period of every year where we're like, Dak Prescott is a top five quarterback, right? Like he's so good. And then the drop off is coming, but I'm riding the the wave right now. Um, I don't think we're at the peak yet, but this could be the week for, for the Dak Prescott peak, but I have full confidence in him this week. Uh, I also have him as well. And he, he's starting in my lineup this week and I have full confidence in him. Oh, we just jinxed him big time. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's going to be a repeat of San Francisco. I know it now. It could be picking up Sam Howell. <laughs> well, any other players you want to mention before we sign off this I just I'm disappointed as a football fan about this week. Yeah, I mean, we could talk I'm about some excited. of these. We could talk about what happened last night and Thursday night football on a couple of of guys. Najee Harris like has seek is quietly off a little bit. Najee Harris has quietly put together three back to back to back uh 10 plus point performances, like 10 or more points. Like could Najee Harris return to to relevancy? I I, I don't know. Deontay Johnson putting up a Deontay Johnson. He finally scored. scored. He got a touchdown. He, finally scored he got a touchdown. touchdown. Of course, of course, it comes against the Tennessee Titans, right? Um, and oh, George Pickens, man, two receptions, negative one yards. How did he not keep the feed? In? How did he not keep the feed? In? I, I have no idea, but I, I'm glad. I'm glad my guy. I'm glad my take of Deontay Johnson is still the best wide receiver in in this in this pittsburgh steelers offense is is he's coming good. true like he is a little ppr goblin and he's great i love him uh we saw chig got a little more involved with with uh with levis he did. Like, I mean, a lot, some of it was garbage time but yes a bit I, I it's gonna be tough this week because as much as will levis has looked promising i think they're gonna move back to ryan Tannehill. I just I feel it in my bones that they are. So. so, do you sell Derrick Henry high if they're going back to Tannehill, or no? Because you have to remember Derrick Henry's Carolina. playoff. Yeah, Derrick Henry's playoff schedule. He gets the it. Texans twice. Derrick Henry has averaged like 150 yards and a touchdown score against the against the Texans in his last like eight games. He's played against them. So, like, just for that alone, I, I'm not selling Derrick Henry if I have him. He also does have coming up two defenses we talked about being very beatable on the ground, Carolina and Indianapolis in week 12 and 13. It will probably also be cold at that point in the season. So, yes. And that's where we get to the Derek, Te- Derek uh, December. That's Yeti. where that's where he really pops off. So I would stand pat with, with Derek Henry. Just ride it out. Yep. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Um, i trying to think if there are any other... I will ask you, just, just do you think... John Dotson continues or no with Curtis Samuel out. I think there's a chance like definitely like maybe, My, maybe you I, have I a, a late season victory lap here with Jahan Dotson. Um, are, are Jahan, Jahan Dotson and Cam Akers seasons going to completely replicate from last year? The exact same like stat lines of nothing for the first 
nine weeks. And History then... does deem to repeat itself. So maybe uh, it's good to, to, to roster those guys because I know in a couple of leagues I've seen um, in a couple of my leagues, like John Dotson being dumped onto the waivers. Yeah. And I was like that, that's, that's a, that's a nice pickup. Uh, okay. I'll take it, you know? So um, yeah, I, I'm, I, I think, uh, yeah, I think it could be a, a sneaky little play. So, well, after uh, after drafting him everywhere and holding on to him, being so loyal, after after week seven, I had enough and I dropped Dotson. So <laughs> you can all thank me if if he turns his season around. That was I freed him. There you go. <laughs> I should have dropped Bijan just to just to help him out at this <laughs> point. Um, well, I think that just about does it. Uh, which game are you most excited to watch this week with your Titans already having played? Uh, Bills Bengals. I'm going back home game. to Cincinnati. Okay. I'm going to the game. I'm excited. Oh yeah. Um, I was there last year when when Demar Hamlin um, the, incident. The, the incident. So uh, I'll be excited they to be back. To. They're they're checkering. Hopefully the like, doesn't repeat itself. Yeah, right. That would that would not be great. Um, <laughs> but just like the Tennessee Volunteers like checkered their stadium at Neyland, like the Bengals are doing that this week. Like certain sections have to wear orange. Certain sections have to wear black. Like it's going to be a great atmosphere. And I'm excited because it, the, the Titans have already played like uh, after, after later today, I have no more work this weekend to do because the Titans are, are done. So it's like a little mini vacation for me this week. So I'm, I'm excited to go back and um, party it up with some fellow Cincinnatians and yeah. hopefully see the Bengals get a win. That, so. that should be a good game. Well, I'm excited. I love Cincinnati, best city in the world, right? <laughs> I have to say that I'm going to be living there next year. But uh, the general underrated city, and t- it's the T. Higgins breakout game. Yes. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Profit Fantasy Football Show. We hope you survive this week, and we hope you can find some sort of online sports book to bet on the over for total punts this week because that will hit. I don't know what it is, but it will hit. So (laughs) we'll see you next time.